today, we look at the growth of the African insurance market, the just release economic growth figures for Sub-Saharan Africa, and so much more. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The African insurance market is poised for growth, and this growth is hinged on how fast the continent can return to economic growth. Currently the second fastest growing insurance market in the world, the African insurance market holds a valuation of $68 billion with penetration of under 3% at 2.78% as of 2019. The Jubilee Holdings Group Regional Chief Executive Julius Kipnyatich says insurance on the continent has been largely misunderstood and that's why there is a growing need to localize products to suit the different African markets across Africa to drive up penetration. It is true uh, insurance is largely misunderstood it's a risk mitigation measure okay but for many people because it relates to a, a transaction that relates to the future when in a country where the savings are very low you are taking, telling somebody okay put some of the money for risk mitigation then they will be like oh, i'll go to church and pray okay my pastor will pray for me you see that's that's a risk mitigation or my friends will rally around me In Kenya they call it Arambe. So that's also risk mitigation. So those are the com- competitors to insurance. If we were actually to quantify actually penetration of insurance is pretty high. It's all that in the formal insurance method we are not that okay? So what is the, the greatest challenge? The greatest challenge is education. We need to educate our people, okay, on the importance of risk mitigation. And then also on the other side build insurance companies that can localize insurance so then a product sold in germany can be localized to fit uganda we want now to localize insurance with local insurance products that fit the market at the price and so they will come with incredible technology data science number crunching to understand the local market and then we design processes that then support insurance yeah so there's a lot of work to be done so that then insurance uptake can go up in south africa is at 16% which is very good for africa you will see in the next few years we will unleash that potential the food potential of me i see huge huge, huge potential. so you have young people technology is here huge potential if if for example agriculture exciting for young people <laughs> you look at the potential you unlock and if you have insurance companies that can support such an economy together with other financial services like banking stock markets Conrad Vrolik the regional chief executive officer Africa at Alliance correlates any potential growth of insurance penetration to the middle income attainment across the continent I think in the very near term there is a there's an impact from covid um that's continent wide and that's something that we will escape from and we will move on from i think if you zoom out far enough what you will see is that um there is a strong correlation between the income level of the economy and the penetration rate the usage of insurance and most and this it's a sort of s curve right so you 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 start off very low then as you transition into a middle income economy it goes up very fast and then you get into a developed economy and it tapers off again and that's the s um most of the african economies are still at the beginning of that inflection point before it goes up 
So I don't look at this very much on a year-to-year -year basis where, yes, some years we seem to go back a little bit, some years we go forwards a little bit. I think some of this is, is just accounting. It's not really measuring whether people are using insurance or not. I think there's the more fundamental question is Kenya is really the only country across the whole of sub-Saharan Africa that has taken an insurance penetration rate which is significantly higher than, than all the other markets. And that's not just Uganda. That's, if you know, if you contrast them to Ghana, if you contrast them to Ivory Coast or to Senegal. Uh, why, is, why is Kenya doing differently? And they've been doing differently since mid-2000s. I think it's because in Kenya, the, but the insurance industry as a whole invested quite a lot in distribution capacity, put a lot of agents out in the streets selling insurance. Uh, and in Kenya, there was a quite strong liberalization of, of health insurance. And so there's a lot of retail demand for health insurance. Those two things have driven Kenya to where it is. I'm not too worried about individual years going back. Um, it will all go forwards again. Conrad also highlights new risk areas like cybersecurity, but says this concept is still very new to the continent and uptake of this insurance is minute. What is insurable is the same. Uh, it doesn't change. There's a few new risks. So the main new risk that we have is cyber risk, um, which is the damage that somebody does to you if they hack your data. Um, that's uh, you know, a cover that wasn't obviously difficult to think about. 50 years ago before we had any, any digital space. So in, as the world in, invents new things, we do, as a consequence of inventing new things, create new risks. Cyber risk is the, it's a man-made risk, right? So we do it to ourselves. That's the only meaningful new risk that we have at the moment. And yes, as Allianz, we are, I think, one of the world's leaders in cyber insurance. It's not a huge market yet. Um, many companies have refused to insure themselves against cyber risk. The products are there. I think it's, it's definitely picking up. It's one of the higher growth markets, um, but it's still coming from a very small base. So is it big in Africa? N not yet. I think in total, I could count the number of clients that we have across Africa who have bought a, a dedicated cyber insurance cover. So this tends to be mid and large size companies, less than 100, which is... Yeah, we're trying to convince the other million companies, but uh, yeah, that, that's where we are. And to look at our other stories, Sub-Saharan Africa's economy is expected to grow by 3.3% this year and 3.5% in 2022, buoyed by rising commodity prices, the lifting of some anti-coronavirus restrictions and a pickup in global trade. This is according to a World Bank report that was released on Wednesday. It said sub-Saharan growth would rise to 3.8% in 2023. The World Bank report said growth could turn out to be higher at 5.1% in 2022 and 5.4% a year later, depending on how fast COVID-19 vaccinations were rolled out, while a slower inoculation rate would reduce growth projections. While many developed countries have gradually reopened thanks to vaccination campaigns, the pace of inoculations in Africa has remained slow. There is a concern that continued threats posed by variants of the coronavirus such as Delta may leave African nations trapped in cycles of on-off lockdowns. The World Bank says the economies of Angola, Nigeria and South Africa were expected to come out of recession this year. Nigeria 
Nigeria's growth was expected to be at 2.4%, driven by services, while South Africa was projected to grow by 4.6% on the back of better performances in services, industry and agriculture. The bank said non-resource-rich countries were also expected to rebound strongly, with Ivory Coast economy expected to expand 6.2% and Kenya's 5.0% this year. It said Sub-Saharan Africa had witnessed a jump in public debt during the pandemic, with the region's average general government gross debt projected at 71% of gross domestic product for 2021, up 30% points since 2013. Google plans to invest up to $50 million in African early and growth stage startups by its Africa Investment Fund, ramping up efforts to support more businesses on the continent. Google made known its plans in a virtual event where CEO Sundar Pithai announced the tech giant's intentions to commit $1 billion over the next five years in tech-led initiatives in Africa. Up until now, Google has fulfilled its obligations in the latter through its Google for Startups Accelerator Africa program and the recently launched Black Founders Fund. Although Africa has a big four, that's Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa and Egypt in terms of startup and venture capital activity on the continent, the accelerator has made sure to accept applications from startups in less funded and overlooked regions. These countries include Algeria, Botswana, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Ethiopia, Ghana, Morocco, Rwanda, Senegal, Tanzania, Tunisia, Uganda and Zimbabwe. And a look at our markets. Kenya's East African Bros Limited on Wednesday said it planned to raise up to 11 billion Kenya shillings, about 99.4 million dollars through a five-year medium-term note. The bro controlled by Britain's Dajero said the proceeds of the note with a 12.25% interest rate will be used to repay existing debt, providing working capital and refinancing some of the short-term borrowings. It said the note would be on sale until the 21st of October and it will notify those whose office was successful on October 27th. EABL was last in the capital markets in 2017 when it sought to raise 6 billion shillings after raising another 5 billion shillings in 2015. It posted a 2% rise in pre-tax profit to 10.86 billion Kenya shillings, about $98.1 million for the full year and June, while its net revenue rose 15% to 86 billion Kenya shillings. In Uganda, money markets were fairly liquid with overnight yields at averages of 6.36%. Bank of Uganda held a 5-year and 10-year treasury bond auction and yields cleared at averages of 13% and 15.5% respectively. Nigeria's stock market continued its rally on Wednesday, thereby recording three consecutive days of gain this week. The market rose by 0.1% at the close of ongoing remote trading session on the Nigerian Exchange Limited, thanks to shares of FBN Holdings PLC, which rose most from 9 Naira to 9.7 Naira. As investors continue to cherry-pick attractive names across sectors, listed equities values rose by about 26 billion naira. The market's trend performance indicators, the Nigerian Exchange Limited All Shares Index, and the market capitalization increased further from 40,716.6 points and 21.216 trillion naira to 40,765.2 points and 21.242 trillion naira. In 5,100 45 deals, investors exchanged 400,651,808 shares, valued at about 3.479 billion naira. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the Cape Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the Cape Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at with the Don.